Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech athletics podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I am your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? We're, we're so close to Christmas. We are. We are within a week. This is nuts. It's Christmas week. We're within a week. I'm, I'm springing this on you early, but I, I just had an epiphany yesterday on what I'm going to cook for Christmas. Oh, yeah. What, what you got on the, so, on the menu? Oh, no, we'll no. get to, we'll get to that at the end. Excuse me. Yeah, I just want you to be thinking. I don't know if you've if you've come up with one or if, or what you will be having for Christmas dinner. Oh, we got one. Lunch, whatever, whatever it works. We got plans for both. Yes, good job. Uh, before though, before we get into that, we got plenty to talk about. We got a bowl game to recap. Um, I mean, just a little bit. I, I think we I think we pretty well. Talked it out in the instant reaction. So we were like 20 minutes and like, I don't know what else there is to say. Um, quick recap of that. Uh, get you ready for signing day. Signing day is tomorrow or depending on when you listen to this Wednesday. Um, talk about how the portal taketh. Well, sorry. The portal giveth. The portal taketh away. Um, you had a few commitments uh, that weren't so committed. Um and then we'll talk about the signing day class, which obviously as soon as we record, it will be outdated and incorrect. And, and but that is the nature of recruiting. Um, and we'll talk about um, what else is there? All the things. Uh, not a bowl preview, but look at the schedule of Big 12 Bowls in the week coming up until we record next. Have four bowl games that will happen between now and then since we're recording a day late next week. We may look at the 2024 football schedule and tell you why we're going to go 15 and 0. Mm. <laughs> Maybe not. And then we'll talk about basketball. There's a lady radio basketball going on right now. Uh, end of the first quarter, Texas tech is struggling 17 to seven. They're a, they're a second three quarter team. So, yeah, well, it was fifteen to four, right before we hit record. So they've already gained some momentum. I'm, I'm not too worried yet. Gaining ground, unfortunately. So they're playing in a, in Maui, right? It looks like a high school gym. It's so it bad. does. There's like it, lines it, for it, volleyball and. Yeah, someone had to score way before I could figure out uh, whether Tech was winning or losing. Oh yeah, because watching it, the score bug just says home and visitor. Yeah, uh, so. and it's probably like a, like a still shot of the scoreboard. Um, which, you know, the Lady Raiders are wearing white, which mm-hmm. I think is standard home mm-hmm. uniform. So, hey, my bad. 
because I mean that was when I played that was how it worked too. We always wore white at home. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll talk about the men's basketball men's team. Uh, they won on Saturday against Vanderbilt. Um, again, has the metrics has his team pretty pretty well uh, figured out um, in terms of predictive scoring. Uh, and then we'll look ahead to next week's game. You don't play again until the 20. So, no, not next week. Tomorrow. Thursday. Thursdays. This Thursdays. Week, man, this week. Um, and then the following Thursday will be the next game. You got 21st, then 28th. So with that, let's uh, let's do let's do portal season madness. What do you say? I think that's what we got to do. Signing day. Um if you're uh if you're a Patreon subscriber again, Lingauchos, you know the, the scholarship numbers and how the, all that's breaking down. Um, if you're not, they've got a weekly update and recap of how all that is shaking out. But uh, we've talked about guys from tech that have hit the portal. Uh, we've actually have updates on quite a few of them. Uh, a handful of guys since our last recording have entered the portal from Texas Tech, and then one announcing he's coming back. Cameron Valdez. I think I think we talked about that on Saturday and the, the instant reaction. Um, well, it, I mean, he obviously played Saturday, but I don't think he officially he announced, announced until yeah. yeah. He announced I think it was Sunday or Monday when he actually when he yeah. officially announced he's coming back. But there's a lot of movement this week in terms of the guys that have left uh, and where they're headed. So it's hard at the top. Tyler Shuck is heading to Louisville. You know who else is heading to Louisville, Michael? Monroe Mills. All Can't right. tell if uh, Shuck is excited or nervous about that. No. Offensive lineman Landon Peterson headed to North Texas. Uh, head scratcher here, Jerron Bradley headed to Boston College. Good luck. Just really big Patriots fan. Just wants to be close to the... He's an Eagles fan. To the Pats. Yeah, wants to be an Eagle. Miles Price headed to Indiana. Not the first Texas Tech football player to head to Indiana. Philip Bleedy from a couple of years ago, defensive lineman out of New Mexico is up there. But Miles Price headed to Indiana. Uh, J.J. Sparkman headed to UTSA. I think it could be really good for him. It could be a really good move. Yes. He could get lots of playing time and put up some ridiculous numbers for them. The punter, Brooke Honore, headed to Arkansas State. Those are the new commitments that we've heard about so far. Um, and then since the last recording, you've had four announce their intentions of either hitting the portal or not returning. Uh, Josiah Pierre is going to the portal. Jaden York, tight end. Um, Dennis Wilburn, Wilburn uh, announced he's getting ready for the draft. So not, not, not a portal guy, but draft. So best of luck to him. All, all these guys, really. Let's, 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 not, let's not be petty here, Michael. Be better. No, of course not. Nope. Uh, offensive lineman Jacoby Jackson, also in the portal. Um, so signing day tomorrow doesn't quite apply the same for portal guys, transfer guys. They actually have until the first day of class, which isn't until like the 10th of January. So this will continue to be in fluctuation, in flux. Um, but guys you picked up from the portal, offensive lineman Davian Carter out of Memphis. Everybody's really excited about that one. Graded out really highly among guards. Uh, lineman Sterling Porcher out of Middle Tennessee State. 
Um, there's a guy, I, I don't know if I should, um, I don't know. One of the guys that you're in on that, that it's a possibility uh, as, as being or having committed today, there wasn't official confirmation, but you had two offensive linemen commits, but only one name come out. But the other one everybody's looking at is Maurice Rodriguez. Um, six, six, three twenty five, likely a tackle with that size at a saddleback college. Um, he'd be the younger of the group, but, uh, is getting a lot of attention from big name schools that you would know about. Um, Vinny Scurry, six, three, two ninety five guy from Toledo. So you're adding a bunch of old guys, um, on your offensive line, which is always good. Uh, tight end with probably the best name out there. John Carlos Miller, six, five, two forty five out of Elon wide receiver, Caleb Douglas, six, three, 200 from Florida, originally from Missouri city here in the Houston. I say here, here in Texas, Houston area. Um, wide receiver, Josh Kelly, six, one, one ninety five from Washington state. And then, um, Freak of an athlete, defensive back from Guelph College in Canada, Devin Cromwell. So of your incoming transfers, you have a ton. Uh, obviously, this is not settled until, like I said, first day of class in the spring. You've got one, two, three, four, four offensive linemen so far. Um, two tight ends. Two receivers quarterback and two defensive backs and a punter. And a punter. There yep. you go. Uh, you did lose three junior college commitments uh, just in the past couple of days. Offensive lineman Jamarian Gooch um, decommitted today. Danny Saili, the defensive tackle from Hutchinson Community College, decommitted and flipped his commitment to BYU. Um, this one stings a little bit because you were you were you're excited about the defensive line talent and what you saw in the bowl game, um, but you're missing out on, on at least on the interior uh, some of your depth, your size, your uh, age there, and who's going to help with that. Granted, JUCO guys aren't the most reliable in year one to be counted upon, but. Um, he was one that's definitely a casualty of having an early bowl game because he visited BYU this weekend while you were out of the bowl game, flipped, and now you're heading into a quiet period. So like you can't even uh, like you can be con- you can be in contact with guys, but you can't be hosting uh, visits and stuff like that. Well, in that three fifty five, you know, it's it's hard to find three hundred and fifty five pound guys very often. No, at you, this you, level, you so that's always that. something you. Yeah, that's always something you you can't just sneeze at. And, and I then, believe, uh, I think his church had a lot to do with that. So, you know, I, I think Tech may have had a pretty tough competition already on that. I know that would mean a lot to me if I were in his position. Yeah, he um had this really strangely worded tweet when he committed that he wasn't offered a whole lot of money or a car. Oh um, yeah. But he had the yeah. opportunity as a, as a member of the church to, to go play for BYU. He was like, okay, could have just left that just, the first couple things out. Yeah. It just said it just the last part. It feels like home or is this where it's supposed to be? I don't know, man. Yeah. And then, it um, just feels a little instantly confrontational to, I wouldn't even offer, I wouldn't offer no car. I wouldn't offer to, 
you know, a, a bag of rocks. I just came here to, it's just, no, just. When here's the thing, okay. like, even if he was like, that's, so, that's the, that's, that's how, the name of the game now. Like go get it. Yeah. That's <laughs> how this works now. If you had a better Good offer. for you. <laughs> yeah. Go if, take it. If you're rolling into BYU because they're, they're going to give you a, a Taurus. Do they even was make it, Tauruses anymore? Was it BYU or Utah that gave all their football players trucks? I was Utah. just trying to think of that. I think it was Utah. Where they, they came out onto the field and they had a bunch of those like Rams, Dodge Rams on the field. Um, because I, I, That makes I, sense. I think they did the same thing for the women's basketball team, but they, they got a choice with like a, a truck or like a, a Jeep Wagoneer or something. Those two what things. What is the Utah Ute mascot? It's a Ute, man. What the heck is a Ute? It's a Native American tribe, is it not? Is it? I don't oh, know. Oh, no, I was just trying to find the animal because there's always, you know what I mean, university's mascot, Swoop. Swoop. Anyways. He's a, he's a bird-looking guy. He represents the red-tailed hawk. Oh. I was trying to find a link. I didn't know if there would be like a, if they had like a ram no. Is something really on the nose? No. So the I, other I guy. can't think of a red-tailed hawk. They, they could have got them all a bunch of old firebirds. That's what they should have done. That would be pretty that, sweet. That would be pretty, that would be really sweet. Just a bunch of 77 firebirds rolling out there. Oh, man. Uh, and the other decommitment was uh, the other tight end, Alex Lines from Garden City Community College. Um, but you picked up John Carlos Miller and Jalen Conyers. So there's that. The other thing, I, I don't want to like disparage the guys at the left because they've obviously given you a lot in terms of their time and talents and um, effort, at least at some point in their career here. Um, but you look at the guys that are leaving and where they're going, you're like, I feel confident that that, them leaving is is probably for the, for for their best interest. Like it's not, <laughs> they're not leaving huge holes in the roster that you have to scramble to figure out what you're going to do with. Outside well, of maybe Shuck and and Mills, right? Because like, like your your quarterback yeah. depth is thin. Uh, Monroe Mills was obviously a, a big time contributor. Left tackle also going to a power five school, but the rest you're like. They're seeking out playing time. It's not like they, they left you for um, a better program uh, or they left you for even a comparable program. Well, that's what that's what kind of I think Miles Price would be the exception sort of because it's. I thought his playing time was never limited, but he's going that to I know of Indiana. I, I know. I know. But I just feel like that's. I'm assuming he will play more there. He's assuming. But will he play more there? I don't know if that's true. I don't know if he will play more there uh, because he played every snap that he was healthy at here for the last two seasons at least. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. like I said, okay. I, I'm I'm not trying to disparage the guys. I'm, I'm no, that's not no. that one. But like when you see the volume of of, of players hitting the portal. At first, it can be alarming, and then and then kind of see how outside, like it's settling in and where they're going. You're like, okay, no, I'm 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 okay. <laughs> We're okay. Um, 
you don't like to lose a guy like Josiah Pierre. Uh, again, depth and age and um, his experience that he brought. But you look at the guys around him, you're like, maybe he didn't want to switch positions. Maybe he wanted more guaranteed playing time. Um, you know, you look at the guys that would be ahead of him and Rodriguez and Roberts. Um, yeah. So. And Roberts has a lot of years left, hopefully. Hopefully. Knock on one, dude. Um, signing day. So signing day uh, is tomorrow. Uh, so this would be for your, your high school and junior college class. Um, the guys that are in school uh, coming up a level, not, not just transferring. Um, so those guys, one second, those guys, this page is taking forever to load, um, would include Micah Hudson, which he's already like had his signing ceremony. And a few of these guys had their signing ceremony. Uh, Hudson may even already be on campus, uh, which would be fan freaking tastic. Um, well, he really couldn't be on campus because school. They're probably not out of high school yet. Yeah. Um, but there was a there was stories about him him moving. Malik Escara. Um, let me just, let me just do this real quick. Uh, quarterback Will Hammond. Um, let's do it by position. Don't be, don't be stupid. Okay, your wide receivers: Tyson Turner, Micah Hudson, tight end Trey Jackson. Running back Jacoby Williams, quarterback Will Hammond, offensive line. And this is one of the guys that we saw had a signing ceremony today. Cason Long at a shallow water, Holton Hendricks at a Lubbock, Cooper, uh, Jacob Ponton, and Ellis Davis, linebacker Cheetah Ophili at a Saxe. Ooh, what a name. You know, defensive ends Charles Anderson Jr., Edward Smith. Uh, defensive backs, Ashton Hampton, Peyton Morgan, Isaiah Collins, Malik Ascara, uh, and then your athletes, guys that can just find a way to get on the field somewhere. Uh, Lorenzo Johnson, Chandler Myers, Cameron Dickey, Oliver Miles. Those guys. Uh, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't deep dive the forums to see if there's a signing day flipmas surprise guy that may not qualify or uh, what that's your high school class as of Tuesday night, December 19th, nine thirty six PM day before signing day. Um, obviously this is just the early signing period. You can also sign again in February uh, to finalize your class. So Texas tech currently sits with the 20 commits. They have 22nd in the country. Hmm. First in the new Big 12 as well. That's right. Currently. Let's just need to ask it tonight. Yeah, um, that's right. I think TCU is next in the Big 12 standings. Uh, I can tell you. Houston is like dead last and like by a mile. It doesn't help. They just had to, you know, they're replacing a coaching staff, but they also weren't great before they fired Holgerson, so. UCF is number two. Uh, TCU is three, but mm. they are really close. They yeah. are within less than a point, uh, according to the rank. So that could obviously change. But yeah, then, so Texas Tech is about 235 points. UCF and TCU have 218. And then Cincy is four 
with 196. So a pretty good drop off to number four. Then, as you said, yeah, Houston is dead last in the new Big 12. Colorado, Baylor, Houston are the last three. And Utah, Utah kind of surprised me for a, a, a team that has really had some legitimate success and some and some hype around them. Currently 13th in the new Big 12. But Sucks a lot can suck. change. And they only have 14 commits, so they might be pretty portal heavy. Yeah. Um, so keep your eye on that. Uh, the number of guys hitting the portal just across the country is just mind-blowing. Um, top talent just from every program, it seems. Um, I think Nebraska pulled in a five-star quarterback transfer and got the number one high school quarterback. They flipped him from Georgia. Um, A&M had a five-star receiver hit the portal today. Evan Stewart. Um, Alabama took an um, a transfer from, from A&M. LT Overton. Um, just guys going. The, a five-star backup at USC? Yeah. Quarterback? Uh, the, I, I see his picture. I don't remember his name. He's he's a young dude. Um, anyways, it's wild. It's portal season. Flip miss signing day tomorrow. Um, we'll have much better idea what the high school and junior college class will look like by the time we record next week. Um, if there are any surprises on guys that didn't end up signing um, or guys that have flipped one way or the other, transfer. We'll be in the middle of basketball conference play. Like, yeah, I think we know who's coming in now. But that's uh, that's this time of year, man. You want to uh, you want to look around to the rest of the Big Twelve bowls? You want to do a wrap on on Texas Tech stats for this year? What do you want to do next? We can. We're, we're kind of we're kind of being all over the place. Let's let's do the bowls. Let's do the let's bowls. Do so. Bowls. I I'll, I'll go through them through them, you know. Sometimes I drop that R, and we'll just kind of touch base on the ones that will have played or be playing by the time we record next Wednesday. And as Spencer said, we will not be recording Tuesday night next week. It'll be Wednesday, so day late. Look in your feed; it'll be worth it. We hope, possibly. Traveling back so, from Dallas for a Christmas holiday. Christmas. There you go. So Friday will be the second Big 12 Bowl game of the year, Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. That's at 5.30 versus Georgia Tech of the ACC. And then Tuesday, the day after Christmas, Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Kansas will be playing UNLV of the Mountain West at 8 p.m. It's a late one. It is. And then Wednesday, Duke's Mayo Bowl, West Virginia versus North Carolina. That one's really interesting to me. That's kind of a regional one, too. I like that matchup. I do. I, I like that a lot. Um, the Brown. Brown the Brown. Versus Brown. <laughs> what can Brown do for you? And then Wednesday evening, while we record our next episode, will be the Tax Act Texas Bowl. Oklahoma State versus Texas A&M. Another really intriguing matchup. So both of those, that's at 8 p.m., by the way. So both be- of those games are really interesting to me. It, I mean, it would be if like 
A&M's roster and coaching staff wasn't just a dumpster fire right now. Like, I who's, guess who's playing for A&M? No idea. Is, is, is Bowman still there? Is he like 35 now playing for Oklahoma <laughs> state? Okay. He switched. I was like, wait a minute. I don't uh, know. I don't, I don't know what Oklahoma I did see. State's Spencer Sanders has exhausted all of his. <laughs> I did see he's had a rough year, man. He has. Uh, I think he ran out of classes to take. I think he took all of the classes. Yeah. What happens? So those, those, that's the first half of the big 12 bowl games that will take place by the time we record or as we're recording next week and we'll keep up with them and kind of keep track because tech is playing. They're kind of all across the board or tech big 12 is playing a couple of pac 12 games, a couple of ACC games, uh, the one mountain West game versus UNLV, the one sec game versus A&M. And then Iowa state is playing an AAC team in Memphis and the team is Memphis. Double Memphis for you there. Mm-hmm. That's rough. I, I would be a little, I'd be a little miffed if I was Kansas, if I had to be honest with you. And I, I feel like Kansas almost deserved the Independence Bowl versus a, a Power it. Five team versus playing a Mountain West team. But who knows? That's why they play the games. Yeah. They may lose by may lose by four touchdowns. I don't know. I don't know. Do you, are there any Big Twelve teams, uh, at least in these first four bowl games that we just talked about, that are on uh, upset alert? Like I feel like they're probably all favored, right? I I would say West Virginia might be on upset alert just because. North Carolina's kind of salty. I'm not saying it as a knock to West Virginia. Uh, that's the only one, though. I don't know how you could favor A&M at this point. And, yeah, you're not going to favor UNLV. Georgia Tech, I don't know if it is ever favored in a game. That's past October. I, I would say North Carolina be the or West Virginia would be the only one. Let me see. Let me see. Are there any other Big 12 games even like past that you're looking forward to? Like you're looking forward to Oklahoma, Arizona, Iowa State, West Virginia is a West Virginia is a six and a half point favorite against the Tar Heels. I'm Texas. I'm Washington. sort of interested. I'm, yeah, I, I may watch that just because of the implications. Oklahoma versus Arizona will be one of those things. If If I'm if I think about it, I'll turn it on. Kansas State versus NC State. That's, that's also right during the basketball game, though. Like if, if if I'm I'm trying to get I'm trying to go to the basketball. Oh, game. it is. Yeah, that's and right. In Sam Houston State. So. Yeah, next week you should too, Michael. You should go. I'll try. I really will. We have it on our calendar. We just haven't committed yet. <sighs> You're feeling that signing day commitment bug, huh? The uh, well, you it has something to do not- with bugs. Well, you just can't. It's hard to commit to stuff this time of year when at the drop of a hat, someone's sick Every or not sick. Stinking day, dude. Yeah. Something. So it's just, it's just kind of tough. I feel like once we get to that three day window that we might make a decision. <laughs> we're, we're the, we're the, uh, the TV network trying to figure out if we want to air this on FS2 or not. Yeah. 
invoking the window. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I think we talked about like Texas, Washington. Like I feel like almost kind of have to tune in. Like, like is Texas really going to be good enough to play for a national title? Yeah. Um, I, I think they are. It, I don't like it. Yeah. And then, um, Oklahoma, Arizona. I haven't watched any Oklahoma football this year. I would watch that. You know, I mentioned that if it was on or something, I might tune in, but I mean, it's going to be on. Duh. But if it was any other year or if it was, uh, you know, the year before they announced they were leaving, I would probably go out of my way to watch it just because Arizona has been good this year, but they're leaving. They've announced they're leaving. I don't care. I'm not going to watch Oklahoma football. I don't think I watched any of it this year. I watched a little bit of the Red River thing, and that was – I felt dirty for doing that. Yeah. Felt like I'd bathed in the Red River. That's that's rough, man. Yeah, it is. I didn't feel good about it. Anyway, uh, so did you want to talk about – do you want to wrap up the season just a little bit with some stats or? Yeah, sure. Does anybody even care? Do you think they care? They might care. Well, they're here. We might as well say what they are. It's interesting and like how even it was offense versus your defense. Uh, yeah, it is. So offensively through the air, you were throwing for 224 yards per game at 6.2 yards per attempt. The yards per attempt is, is, is too low. That's, that's bad. Um, granted, you had to deal with quarterback injuries and Morton having half an arm for most of the season. Uh, on the ground, you ran for 163 yards per game, which is a lot for Texas Tech, um, but it was really just a lot for Brooks. Uh, four yeah. and a half yards per carry, converted 40% of your third downs, which is that feels pretty good. Not great, but good. Uh, 65% of your fourth down. I know they talked about in the bowl game broadcast, you had the most fourth down conversions over Maguire's uh, tenure so far and of anybody in the country uh, while scoring 27 and a half points per game. Um, that's low. I think it's been your lowest in, in, in quite some time. I think we look back at that. Defensively, uh, you're giving up 231 yards per game. So what is that? seven more yards per game than your offense was putting up at 6.8 yards per attempt. Your pass off, your pass defense was just not, not very good. 160 yards on the ground at 4.3 yards per carry. That feels really high for as good as your rush defense was, especially at times in the year. Um, And it's not like you had a, a, like a game or two that like really blew the, the averages out there. Um, I mean, you had Texas that ran a lot. You had UCF that ran a lot. Kansas State ran a lot. Um, and maybe the, the, those three were enough to do it, but... Kansas, too. Kansas, yeah. Um, 4.3 yards per carry. 41% conversions on third down. 44 on fourth down. Uh, gave up 26 points per game, which is the lowest it's been since 2009. Yes. Yes, I believe so. 15 year high or low, depending on how you want to look at that, but in a good way. 
Um, I like there are obvious things that you want to have fixed and addressed on the defensive side. You want to figure out a pass rush. Um, you want to figure out a little bit better of a, of a pass defense, but maybe the pass rush will help with that. Um, but also like you can't discount or discredit what DeRuiter was able to do in game. Like that's not going to show up in these numbers, but if you watch the games, if you were paying attention, you saw a lot of times, I don't know if it was like, um, they needed the players needed some time to settle or if DeRuiter needed to tinker with his plan and he was able to do on the fly, but you saw the defense tighten up in almost every game this season. Um, Mm -hmm. that like it started a little sloppy or slow and then you, you like dialed it in and then locked it down, uh, for, like I said, majority of the season, there are obviously a handful of, uh, exceptions there, but it felt like, like the bowl game was a good example of how that had happened throughout the season. Um, so I'm completely on board with DeRuiter coming back, getting an extension and a raise. Um, wouldn't be opposed to a new offensive coordinator if that were what it came down to. But I think we, we've, we've covered that. It's going to have to be on, on his terms. He's going to have to leave for a different job for that opening to for that position to come open. Um, I'm not like, you know, if, if Kitley's the offensive coordinator, I'm not saying you're going to, you're, you're, you're sunk or anything. I think with yeah. healthy offensive weapons, um, an offensive line. I don't know how that's going to play out next year with all the new guys you're bringing in. Um, but there are things to be excited about things to look forward to next season. Uh, these numbers aren't terrible. You want your offensive points per game to go up. I think of, of any of it, you're, you love your defensive points per game, especially the way it's been trending down. Um, so, 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 like it, it again, it, it feels weird that like how close the numbers were offense and defense and how great you feel about the defense versus how bad you felt about the offense. Yeah. But I think that just goes to show we're just kind of spoiled to having the offensive performances and defensive performances um, to say that these numbers make you feel a certain way. Well, and when you see, you know, we looked at Cal's numbers last week. They were, they were uh, larger. They were in the thirties for both offense and defense and they were within a point or two of one another. And you know, the trend there is okay. Well, a couple of six and six teams here. Mm-hmm. That, that's what you're seeing. You know, some really even numbers on or, or very similar numbers on the offense versus defensive points scored and allowed. But I do, I did like what I saw in the bowl game from Kitley. Mm-hmm. I I think that, you know, I, I'm with you. I'm not writing him off. I'm not saying that if he comes back, then Tech has zero hope. Um, there's, there's nothing. I, I just feel like you and I had made peace with this for a long time. Even if we wanted him to go, he wasn't going to go anywhere except to, like you pointed out, to a, you know, head coaching position somewhere. So it's not. It wasn't even worth really 
discussing or bringing into the lexicon and, and trying to wrap your head around and looking at candidates and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. He's the guy. He's going to be the guy until he doesn't want to be the guy anymore. And he wants to go somewhere else. So I wonder. So um, that's we- that's where we are. And I did, you know, I we've seen really good flashes. Mm-hmm. And we hope that that continues to grow and he's able to use these new guys. I'd like to see Boyd get a little bit more thrown his way, especially with Price gone. Um, but Aiken's a really talented player and he and Morton have an obvious connection. And despite how well we've been talking about him, you know, the second half of the bowl game was a little lackluster, but didn't affect anything. Yeah. And I, I wonder, so we talked about uh, Kitley coming back. I wonder if there are any position coach changes. And I, I, don't, I don't know if that, like, if it comes with, um, you know, you making a change or, or they, they, they move on. Um, we know that the wide receiver coach, Juice Johnson, was new this year. Um, and everyone really loved his, his, his coming on board. But how much of the, the wide receiver issues we were having this year, is that, is that a, a position coach issue? Was it a player issue? Because um, you saw all the guys that hit the portal from that group. Um, you had some questions and concerns about effort in-game uh, from some of the guys that hit the portal. Uh, their production that like they were trending up in 2022 and then like vanished in 2023. Um, or if it was, uh, you know, they were a previous coaches recruiting class uh, and they had a certain idea about the type of player they wanted and it just didn't fit with the type of player that the current coaching staff wants. So they were, they weren't able to work those two things together. I don't know. Again, I'm not saying like Juice Johnson should be fired. I think I probably have said that this year <laughs> out of uh, anger and frustration with, with what we saw. Um, but without knowing, I obviously can't, you know, plant a flag and say this is exactly what happened and this is why he needs to go. Um, but I wonder, just again, musing, <laughs> if there are going to be any position coach changes and what, what that may look like. Um, yeah, and and when that would happen, I don't know if that would be announced. It, there may not be a rhyme or reason as to when that announced. Maybe after signing day, if if that type of stuff were to happen, out of respect for the the kids, even though the guy they may have committed to may be leaving, they may at least get him signed to the Red Raiders before taking off. But I I haven't seen or heard anything on that. Yeah. Um, so you want to talk about basketball? Let's talk about basketball. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think, I I think we covered football. Um, so basketball lady Raider, uh, lady Raider game, Maui classic hosted by Oregon state. It's at halftime, Texas tech trailing Tulsa 24, 33 at Seabury hall. Looks like a hundred seats in this little gym. Second half, just about get to get underway. Um, Lady Raiders currently 11 and 0 on the season. Um, not ranked, but they are receiving votes. Um, they won 
in their last game, obviously, and that's their last recording against Incarnate Word, uh, in the education game, uh, and they won mm-hmm. big, 41 points, 76-35. Um, they're, getting, they're getting pushed tonight or this afternoon. I don't know. I don't remember the time difference uh, out there in Hawaii. but No, I actually went to check that up just because I'm... I think it's I'm curious. Six hours. By the way, early mid mid afternoon out there in and the island. Um, it's only four. Okay, four hours. So it's almost it's almost six p.m. over yeah. there in Hawaii. It's uh not that you need to know this because you're you're listening to this a recording unless you're streaming with us. But they this game is being streamed by OSU Beaver Athletics in their YouTube. Um, I'm assuming the rest of the games, the tournament will be streamed that way too. Yeah. 1130 PM yes. tomorrow. So there'll be a late game, a night game in Hawaii. Um, tip time versus the host Oregon state. And then they'll play again Saturday, the 30th at Houston. Um, I feel like we say this every week, but if you're not plugged into what seeing Scarlet's been doing, uh, they do a fantastic job covering the team. They get, and other programs on campus. Um, they get great interviews from current players, uh, coaching staff members, and not just of the basketball team, but of, of other teams on campus. You only check them out, seeing Scarlet. Um, they've been just growing exponentially, it feels like. They just blew up. We're so happy for them. Yes. We are. That the, the tone did not reflect the the sentiment there it's um, it's 10 o'clock at night it's fine they know you know, they understand i'm trying to well i say that it's a zero sugar zero caffeine soda so what what, what really <laughs> what good is it doing me just i have good. no idea it's basically water I, I i i tell samantha like these these are just waters it's just it just counts as water you should just get a you should just get a spindrift or a Lacroix. well i also have water in my my mug over here but um so they, they've got their work cut out. They're now down 13. Um, and I don't know enough about the team to, to tell you what's going on. I'm watching the game over here on a second screen. Um, tell you why, you know, what's going on and what they're struggling with. But Well, Tulsa's just looking good there. They're shooting 45% right now. And Tech is shooting 26%. Well, that's going to be a big deal. I think it boils down to just they're not making shots. No. Um. Men's team uh, won Saturday afternoon versus Vanderbilt on the awfully scheduled double booking there for men's teams in opposite directions for DFW fans and to pick and choose where they wanted to go Saturday. Um, but they took down Vanderbilt uh, 76 to 54. The um, Haslametrics projection for this had it as a 77 63 win. So, Again, Hazelmetrics has has you pegged pretty good, uh, at least offensively. Um, I will confess, I only watched a few minutes of this game, Michael. Were you able to watch any more? I, I I got to, I think, the second half started by the time I, you know, the, the tech game came around, or the, the tech game, the football game came around. You know, Vanderbilt just seemed to hang on and hang on, and then tech finally started to kind of pull away as the bowl game started, thankfully, because I was trying to watch both at the same time and it wasn't really going well. 
But, you know, your starters on the night were Isaacs, Toussaint, Walton, and Washington, and Williams. So, uh, but then McMillan came off the bench, played 31 minutes. I I think hopefully of, this was... A ton of minutes off the bench. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I, I think hopefully that it's... This was kind of a, a breakout moment for Pop Isaacs. You know, he's been... I don't want to say quiet. He's always effective. He's great in finding guys. He had seven assists the other night, Mm -hmm. but uh, even on nights when his shots aren't falling, he's playing tough defense. He's, he's getting steals. He's, I I mean, he's a basketball player, but he has struggled a little bit on his shooting. Um, So he was three for seven on three the other night, four for four on free throws. He, he's had 19 points on the night. So I, I feel hopefully that's going to start trending in the, in the right direction. You know, Walton is still kind of on fire. He only took three, uh, two, three pointers, but he made them both had 12 points. Uh, like to see him starting. Uh, mm-hmm. so that's, that's, that's new for him to get in that starting position with, with Cambridge sidelined for the season, unfortunately, but yeah, I, I didn't get to see a ton of the game, but I, I really enjoyed the ball movement the way that these guys are able to make that extra pass, get down into the post. I feel like that's been missing for years. I, I don't know why. Um, they just, it just seemed like it, it, especially with Adams's offense, it was basically just playing, you know, giving the guy the ball and then everyone's standing beyond the arc, except maybe one guy, but then he's not, he's not moving ever open. And you know, there's, there's no, there's nothing drawing his defender off of him to get him open. Anyway, I just feel like McCaslin has has done a better job setting up this offense, and and these players have responded and are dishing the rock. I mean, there were 22 assists the other night. So I, uh, hopefully, we're we're cooking with gas. Yeah, you shot almost, now. We've go ahead. I was gonna say you shot almost 50 percent from the floor. Uh, 56% from three. Yeah. Um, 88% from the free throw. You're 15 of 17. So you had a really good, efficient shooting night in Fort Worth. Yeah. And they, they've got a better team coming into Lubbock mm-hmm. this, this Thursday. Uh, you know, Vandy, we talked about their struggles, their Haslam ratings and, and everything were not good and they were pretty accurate. Yeah, they, but, you know, coming in, 208 UT Arlington. Yeah. Yeah. 208 in Kim Palm. So UT Arlington coming in is 161 mm-hmm. in Kim Palm. Adjusted offense of 180. Adjusted defense of 166. Vanderbilt's was 276. So 100 spots improved on defense. But the thing that stuck out to me, Spencer, is the adjusted tempo is 79 of these guys. Yeah. So UT Arlington is going to push, push, push. Uh, and, and and that'll be a big change from from Vanderbilt, who was 305 in tempo. Yeah. So they were one of the slowest. You're going to go um, top quartile at least. And maybe in, maybe the tempo. highest tempo team we've played all season. Yeah. Um, common opponents. They've played uh, Oral Roberts. You found this on the schedule. They played them mm-hmm. on the November the sixth. So was that their their opening game? Yep. Um, they beat Oral Roberts by four, 75, 71, uh, Texas Tech beat them by six, 82, 76. Um, 
and then you found that uh, uh, they're actually returning a key piece of their of their team this week, or at least recently, uh, and Philip Russell is a, uh, number one, the junior, small dude, 5'10", 165. Uh, it was an eligibility issue, but in his first game back, 29 minutes, 28 points. He was 9 of 17 from the floor, 4 of 9 from 3, and 6 of 7 from the free throw line. Um, and he exploded 15 points in the first 11 minutes. Yeah. I feel like I feel like our guy, he, he was waiting for this moment. So versus Air Force on Saturday, came out, uh, helped UT Arlington get the win. His 28 points is the second most of any UTA player in a game so far this season. He was named the WAC Newcomer of the Week. So Russell is glad to be back. This UT Arlington team is glad to have him back, and he is primed and ready to probably keep this going in Lubbock, which explains kind of where I was you know, going through here. I, they only had two guys start every game, which, yeah, you know, this time of year, you're going to see a little bit of fluctuation, but two seemed low to me. And uh, so obviously they had to be tinkering with the lineup a little bit, kind of waiting for Russell to get back. Could have been some injury bugs, but, yeah. you know, they do have a big guy, Shamar Wilson, number 22, uh, 6'9", 215, getting 14 points per game, nine rebounds. He has 16 blocks on the year. He's 52% from the field. Uh, and then Brandon Talbot, who started, also started every game. He's a guard, 6'5", 181, junior only seven points per game, but is a 36% three-point shooter. So got to kind of look out for on the outside. There are no players with more than 30 minutes per game. Texas Tech has three. I wonder so if that has to do with, with, with their tempo. They have to sub out a lot. <laughs> that's a good point. You know, they may have some, they have to get some fresh legs in there because they're just pushing. And this, I think this is also ex- explains a little bit. Um, I have a feeling DeJuan Gordon could be part of, this tempo in both directions. Uh, he's a guard number three. He's a grad student, six, five, one ninety five. He's kind of up and down. He's had four double doubles on the season. He, he started the season with three and then he got another, he didn't get another one until the 10th game against air force just this past week. He started seven times. He's got 11 points per game, nine rebounds. So almost averaging a double, double, uh, 35% from the field. So, not a great shooter, 26 from three, 26% from three. But here's where it kind of is a feast or famine. He's got 32 assists on the year and 16 steals, but he also has 35 turnovers. Mm. So I, I Gordon is going to be one of those kind of wild card guys to me mm-hmm. that that may or may may or may not break you a little bit. Uh depending on what kind of night he's having. And the, as a team, you know, with this tempo, this kind of makes sense. They're averaging 15, almost 16 turnovers per game. That's a lot. It's quite a few. I think tech's averaging 10 or 11, which is still a lot higher than you'd want. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not it's, 16. It's not 16. And it's turning down too. Yes. Yes. Um. So UTA, Ken Palm, 161, 152 uh, in Haslam. Um, 
their the Haslametrics projection has you winning a, a I would say a fairly comfortable game and, and maybe you pull away late. Uh, I, I told you how my confidence in these projections are growing with how close they've been, but Haslametrics has you 78, 65 winning this one. Um, but it's going to depend on, on if you're able to slow down Russell. Uh, mm-hmm. If Dewan Gordon is, is going to be turning the ball over uh, for them or it's for you. Um, and that, you know, how well Shamar Wilson's playing. Um, or, you know, how well your own guys are playing. Is is, is Pop going to be able to to, to get out of this, this funk he's been in? Um, is Walton going to continue to shoot really well? Is he going to start? So, all these things. Um, excited, though, about the opportunity. To, like, you're, you're, you're playing a lot of teams um, with much better resume uh, implications than you did last season. And that's, I mean... I'm not excited to play UTA. Um, but when it comes down to it in, in February and March, and you're like, man, we play a lot of teams in the three hundreds, <laughs> like having a team like, <laughs> right. like UTA, like Vanderbilt. Um, well, I guess not really Vanderbilt, but UTA and, um, who else was up there? Either way, better teams to help you if you're going to be, you know, on the bubble, which I think you're kind of projected to be with this, this, this roster and the way the big 12 sets that's up for you. You're going to need teams in games like this later on the season. Um, so that'll be Thursday night, uh, the 21st. And then they're off for a week back for the 28th versus Sam Houston, uh, beyond ESPN plus 7 PM Thursday, the 21st. Um, this week's game 1 PM on ESPN plus. I'll be there, Spencer. We'll not be there for this one. We're going to be packing up and getting ready to hit the road. So. We will be in the the cheap Thanksgiving seats that are in the the sliver, the sliver of the lower bowl. Okay, uh, I've sat there a few times, but it's it's pretty good. We my my daughter is most excited. She likes going to the Lady Raiders games. She likes to pretend that she doesn't because I think she just knows that it bothers me. But she gets there. She always has a blast. We've talked about this. But the only thing that she doesn't like about the Lady Raiders games is there's no bus. So she's very excited to get to go to a men's basketball game. And it has nothing to do with the basketball or the seats or anything. But she gets to ride the bus to the, to the arena. Thrilled. She is thrilled about park? this. Has been talking about it for weeks. Uh, over by the softball field. Okay. So across the street from like Over UMC. by UMC. Yeah. Yeah. May have to do that next week. I, 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 I almost positive we're going to go to this one. Uh, we're trying to figure out who, who all may go with us, but um, I think we're going to sit like in the cheap, cheap seats. We're way up high. Uh, Cause Grayson may or may not be, be super in, involved in it. So our oldest, he's nine. Uh, Hayden will be for like 38 seconds and then he'll be running around. <laughs> Uh, Finley will probably not want to be held for, for very long, but you can't put yeah. her down. Nowhere for her to go. Nope. Yep. <laughs> Maybe walking yep. around or strapping her in like a, a baby carrier or something. Uh, we may be getting some snacks. Oh yeah. Walking snacks are good. That's, that's always a sell for, for our little one. She loves peanut M&Ms and popcorn. Mm, popcorn. And usually I'm a, 
I cave in and she gets both mm. at some point. Yeah. And I eat a lot of the peanut M&Ms though. Hayden's been on the, on a M&M kick lately. So he's good stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put some damage in a bag of M&Ms. Oh, she, and she'll house the mini ones. She loves those mini ones. Those go, those go too quick, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's wrap this up. We're, we're, we're just trucking along, man. We got yeah. Christmas to talk about. Um, so let's wrap this up with what do we learn and then we'll get you out of here uh, in the corporate world. Get you out of here on time. What do we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right. So I think the, the biggest question on, on everybody's mind for us is uh, <laughs> what, what are we doing food-wise? What are we doing for Christmas? Where, where, what, are the, what are the 23 personnel guys doing? Do you want to you want to start or do you want to tell us uh or do you want to ask what um what we're doing? That was stupid. I, w- I want to ask you what what okay. are you, what are you doing? What are you up We to? picked up a prime rib roast from HEB mm-hmm. uh that we it's already been cooked so we just went the easy route. Um because we we're going to see my brother-in-law so Samantha's older brother lives in Denton. We're going to see him for dinner Christmas day night. Um so I didn't want to have something big and late because although like normally we'd have like a, like almost like Thanksgiving in our, our house. It's like early afternoon lunch affair. Um, but we, since we're having, we have plans for dinner, we wanted to have a fairly set lunch and have it ready to go at a normal time. So we got something that's pre-cooked. We're just going to heat it up. Um, and it's not the first time I've done one of these fully cooked prime rib roast before uh last year we got it from redditor meats this year we got it from heb but basically heat it up uh, which will still take a couple of hours um and then serve it and then my mom's in, in charge of the sides uh, but i told her all the things we like all the things would include like broccoli cheese mashed potatoes oh yes sure uh corn green beans salad even um but i'm providing the meat uh, the other thing, my brother, uh, we were, we were expecting him, uh, for Christmas, but he and his wife are going to be bringing in their third baby into the world. She's being induced Friday. So Christmas baby, um, almost, I think they'll be home Christmas Eve, but definitely not going to be up and around <laughs> visiting all the family, um, doing the rounds that they normally would do, but. Uh, we were also trying to have, make sure we had meal ready to go, ready to go for them. So, but Preston, if you're listening, congratulations. Good luck on Friday. We'll, uh, we'll see baby number three, girl number three. Sorry about you, dude. Oh, they have three girls. This will be their third girl. Awesome. Uh, Good for them. They have, I, I'm I'm going to mess up their ages, but I think they're like six, three. I think their youngest is about Hayden's age, a little bit older, yeah. three and a half. No, she she's almost four. And then this one obviously will be born this week. Well, congratulations. Yeah, I'll be an uncle again. Yeah. Another another little girl. Um so I don't know again, I don't know about the sides, but Christmas dinner, we're meeting uh like I said, Samantha's brother, we're going to one of his traditional his traditions, he goes to this uh, Chinese buffet. 
which oh nice i've kind of always wanted to do that i've never actually done that though i've heard a lot of people like explain the concept of it as like you know it's not like four and that's really one of the only food options out there if you want to eat out christmas eve or christmas day um but anyways it's this a, a tradition for he and his, his family um and we're going to be there in town and he invited us to be with him we're going to do it so christmas night we'll have dinner with him uh um, what do you go what do you go for on the on the asian buffet a little bit of everything <laughs> yeah i mean it's hard to miss with like orange chicken orange beef if they have it I, i've only seen that oh. in like in a restaurant you have to order it specific uh, specifically uh, it's actually this chinese restaurant in mesquite uh, chan's but they did orange beef and it was fantastic Man, i've never that. had that that would be fantastic uh sweet and sour i don't usually do a lot a lot of that i don't it's just i don't know i'm not a big fan of the, the breading on that but just carbs fried rice egg rolls pot that's a, that's my thing yeah the 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 rice i i can eat so much rice mm-hmm. i can eat so much fried rice with stuff in it or not it's i'm good with it what are, just give me a bowl of it and a little bit of soy sauce i'm good to go or a lot of soy yeah sauce. i or a lot of it, yes. And but yeah, some, the egg rolls, uh, spring sriracha. rolls. Mm. I do, I do dabble in sriracha, not too much. I, I like, like, a, I like uh, it on rice. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm, uh, I'm no uh, expert on American Asian cuisine, but Mongolian beef, mm. that type of, of beef with you know the, the peppers and the onions mm-hmm. and kind of a sweet but spicy savory bar i mean just a sauce that has everything that you would want i really look at old school beef broccoli that was my first exposure to asian food back in abilene texas that was what my young palate could take back then and i loved it and i still do i like the 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 sauces you're talking about they're like a little thicker but they're sticky sweet spicy yeah it, it mixes with the rice really, really mm-hmm. well, man. Well, now I feel like I should get some sounds sort like of dinner Asian tomorrow. Food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of dinner tomorrow, I'm going to Las Brisas tomorrow. Or oh my man, Christmas dinner. Um, man, spare so. no expense. Well, this so this has been this this is uh we we don't always go here, but we go here often. It helps uh-huh. that we have a small group so we can afford to do it. And I say we can afford. My boss pays for it. Um, well, actually, I'm not sure if she pays for it or if, <laughs> if Covenant pays for it, but small enough group we're able to do it if she has to pay for like the excess over our, our allowance. But um, You're going to get so many caffeine-free Diet Cokes. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going to have a... a giant steak and some like truffle mashed potatoes and uh what just another side we all almost always order like all of their uh all of their appetizers because for what like this is just what my boss does like when we go out to eat as a group she not only orders appetizers like she'll order multiple appetizers and sometimes multiples of an appetizer if that makes sense so if it's like if there's like cheese sticks and potato skin and this is like roll roll low low class for what we usually do and like fried pickles it's like well let's get two potato skins and two it's like 
we don't need five orders of appetizers. Um, I'm just going to order some some bread for my entree. Bread meat bread. So like, okay, so looking at the appetizers, we'll probably get uh, the, well, I don't know. I don't know. Wagyu smoked meatballs, bacon wrapped jalapenos. Uh, yeah. Let's see. What am I going to get? Like, I don't already know. Uh, the fish. That's probably so what you'll go for. I've got the bone in ribeye before, and it's just so big. But I may get the prime ribeye. Serve with That's sauteed. The okay, it's the sauteed asparagus and truffle mashed potatoes. But I think. I think we've talked them into always letting us change our side and not get the asparagus. I think what I've gotten before, what I've gotten, um, cream corn, I think. I don't know. Got lots of stuff. But we're doing that tomorrow. Uh, you Have you already done your, your Christmas, your your office Christmas dinner party? We did, yeah. We were at Kegel's. Hmm. That's right. You mentioned that we didn't. We didn't. We didn't put in the budget for, <laughs> for the Las Breezes. I mean, we should like have said there's, there's there's five of us. So oh, okay. <laughs> there's only five. Okay. Of, well, I think I think our marketing department's also been invited, so that make that brings our number to seven. <laughs> well, that's really group. nice then, because then even with spouses and stuff, you you don't oh, have to book invited. it a, a year in advance. Oh yeah, I was thinking. Even if they were, it's just like the week of. Hey, would you have a table for eight at such and such time? Yeah, yeah, we can make that work. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So my, my boss asked me for that. I was like, I, I, I don't have anything against Samantha coming with us. Like that. That's fine. Well, good for you. Um, way to, way to really. The problem is <laughs> the white knight over here. she's not she's not gonna hear this but um (laughs) one like she's even more introverted than i am so like small talk conversations is really taxing on her and she doesn't know or get along with these people as much as i do i have to work with them (laughs) um so it would be a lot of talking just to me and that's like kind of isolates us out of the group. Yeah. Like then, then why are we all, yeah. all here together for us to talk to our spouse? Um, yeah. You do need to visit with the, the people there with you. Yeah. So um, my boss is, is widowed. So sh- she would be by herself, unfortunately. Um, everybody. Well, and then the, the youngest member in our, in our, 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 our party is not married. Um, but like there's a newlywed in our group and, and we don't like, we don't like that husband. Um, oh my gosh. Don't my, say all this. What are you doing? They don't listen. No, I, I okay. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm probably, I'm projecting here. I don't know him that well. Um, of course you don't. Uh, well, he, he's like, no, he, don't go into we detail. We spent time with him before. It's not like I don't know this guy. <laughs> I, I, he's, I've, I've seen him a couple of times. Um, okay. Okay. My peer's wife, no, sorry. My peer's husband, um, is like introverted on the level of like Samantha. So like he's, he's fairly reserved. Um, I've tried to interact with him and it's, it's difficult with us both being like, like 
we're cool with each other, but like we don't want to talk to each other. Yeah. Anyways, the the dynamics of bringing in spouses to this group is just like, it's just it it just makes it weird. So let's so just roll. Let's just roll with. My vote was like just keep it with the office. Yeah. I don't know how well that was received, but no other spouses are coming. So. Well, I'm um. I'm excited for Christmas. We're ready for Christmas. We're done shopping. I hope you all are too. Uh, we braved Walmart a few times. It's a mis- mistake. Uh, ordered everything online basically and sent it to my mom's house. Um, are y'all done? Oh, that was the way to go. That's really smart. Are you done shopping? At a, yeah. I had a friend that used to do that with uh, when he was going to school at USC. He'd come back to Texas and just all his gifts would already be under the tree. Well, I'm not having my mom wrap everything. I'm just like, I'm just shipping the boxes there. So I don't oh, I don't think they wrapped it and he didn't care. There's just oh. these boxes with his name on it. Amazon boxes. Yeah. He just opened them. Oh, what could this be? Oh, it's for dad. Cool. There you go. <laughs> we, we, we had this old uh, system uh, where we would all ship everything to the same house, but like we would put multiple names on the box. So you wouldn't have to open everything to figure out what it was. So like if it was my gift to my brother, it would say Spencer Preston on the box. Uh, so we like to and from and the names are like Spencer Samantha, my wife or Spencer Karen to my mom. But like then one person messed up and they opened the wrong box. And my mom has a hard time not opening every box that comes in. She didn't check labels. So I basically said, mom, if, if your name's on the box, don't open it. If, it. if it has my name on the box, don't open it. That's right. Don't ruin Christmas, ma. Yeah. Anyways, well, That'll do it for us in the 23 Personnel Podcast. Y'all have a, a wonderful Christmas holiday season with your family, friends, loved ones. Enjoy the time off. Hopefully you're, you're taking some time off to spend with your, your group. Um, thanks for hanging out with us, getting you ready for basketball, for signing day. Uh, we'll be back next week, a day late, Wednesday night. Uh, so... Be ready for that. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Help us out by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. Follow us on Twitter at 23 Personnel, Spencer at Punt Suck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. Be sure to catch the next episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.